The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. A consultant at Temple Street Children's Hospital, now under external review, continued surgeries despite safety concerns, which has prompted the investigation into serious spinal surgical incidents. The health service executive has commissioned a UK expert to review surgeries carried out by the consultant after an internal review identified serious spinal surgical incidents in the service, as so said the HSE. Well, I'm joined by Paul Murphy, People Before Profit TD for Dublin Southwest, and by the health editor with the Irish Times, uh, Paul Cullen. Good morning and welcome to you both. Uh, Paul Cullen, we just get the narrative, uh, first of all, from you. When did the trouble start? Yeah, over, over a year ago, Pat. In July 2022, uh, there was concern raised for patient safety after a particularly serious surgical incident in Temple Street uh, around um, surgeries for uh, young children with spina bifida. Um, and then there was another serious incident in September that year. And also from that month in September 2022, uh, staff in the hospital began raising concerns about outcomes for the patients who were being operated on by a particular consultant. Um, that prompted a um, review, an internal review um, within Children's Health Ireland and they also then brought in uh, experts from Boston Children's Hospital. Um, they have um, amalgamated the results of their internal investigations and the American uh, investigators uh, in a report that was published yesterday. And it raises uh, quite serious concerns about um, the, the the work that was done in, in Temple Street. Basically, it boils down to um, very high levels of complications. Um, they looked at 16 um, files of, of children with spina bifida who underwent spinal surgery. They found very high levels of complications. And when I say complications, I mean, for example, that they had to return to the operating uh, theatre for unplanned surgery or that they had to have the metal implants that they had put in them taken out again. And there were also problems with wound infection uh, and, uh, and, other, uh, and other more minor issues. So um, on foot of that, um, as you heard yesterday, obviously, um, this has probably stepped up in, in seriousness and they've uh, now brought in an external investigator um, from the UK to, to review the, mm. the issues. And in addition to this, there's another element in uh, over the last um, few days, it, it's emerged that a number of, um, a small number of uh, patients um, that they uh, were um operated on and a device that was used which doesn't seem to have been uh, um, um, suited for clinical use. It, it concerns some uh, numbers to, of uh, patients, two possibly more, um, who were uh, received compression springs which were used um, and which subsequently had to be removed. Now, uh, it's the nature of, of those springs. They are used in spinal surgery. Um, that's part of the, the protocol, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. The question is how long the surgeon was allowed to continue before they cried halt. Yeah, as I mentioned, um, staff were expressing concern from September 2022 and progressively Children's Health Ireland acted to reduce the person's work. Um, the consultant ceased doing um, what are known as kyphectomies. They're the most complex form of spinal surgery. And in mid-August 2022, I was told last night, um, they ceased doing uh, other complex surgeries in November. Um, they ceased doing spinal surgeries in May and they ceased all surgeries across a number of sites 
in July, only in July this year. So progressively, the person's uh, work has been limited. But uh, the question would be whether it was limited quickly enough uh, in response mm. to the concerns that were raised. Yeah, I have to ask why we need yet a third investigation. Uh, the internal one, yes, you'd want to see that perhaps uh, examined by an outside person. There was already the American examination. Why now a British examination? Absolutely. And and the question also arises why the American investigations report hasn't been published. As I mentioned, what Children's Health Ireland did was to amalgamate the, their own findings with the American findings and produce a somewhat sanitised report, which is available online. Um, uh, and that does beg a question why why the why the Americans report hasn't been been released, and as you say, why another report is needed, and also I think it's worth looking at. There is a focus, obviously, in the last twenty four twenty four hours on the work of a single surgeon, but we also have to look. Perhaps is are there systemic issues? Um, whether too much responsibility was landed on one person, on whether there was too much pressure. As you know, um, scoliosis and other spinal operations on children has been a, a source of acute embarrassment for successive governments in recent years. And it's been extreme pressure to avoid that embarrassment by, by increasing the, the, the number of operations that are carried out. That's run into problems such as staffing and COVID and so on. But um, what, was there too much pressure, for example, on staff uh, to, to increase the number of um, um, procedures that were carried out. Um, as I say, um, have we got the balance right between a focus on one individual consultant or more systemic issues? All right. And and the, the question then of uh, the people who spoke up and whether or not they shouted loudly enough to get this uh, stopped or whether you know, it might take time for a pattern to emerge. You have one incident and there is concern, but uh, these things do happen in, in surgery. It's you know, nothing's guaranteed uh, and then it happens again and then again uh, to the yeah. point that you've, you know, 17 different uh, situations. Uh, yeah. Can I make the point? We, we, we are talking about very complex surgery on children, very young children who already have underlying conditions. And so the review of the international literature that's in the report that was published yesterday does show uh, children do die. Um there are there is a high rate of complications, but it does appear that the work in Temple Street attracted a, a much higher level of, of, of complication. And that's what the concerns was caused concerns to be raised. All right, Paul, thank you very much for joining us. Paul Cullen is health editor with the Irish Times. Paul Murphy, People Before Profit TD for Dublin Southwest. Paul, good morning. You had raised some concerns about this. Yeah, good morning, Pat. Um, these allegations first came to my attention in April, when I was in touch with Padraigo Mescal, who was the journalist who wrote the story on the Ditch website, which I think was published on Friday, and then also in touch with the whistleblower who spoke out about the practices that were, were taking place. Um, and so I, I submitted a series of questions from April onwards, trying to establish if this was true, if, if this was actually happening, if CHI, Children's Health uh, Ireland, uh, was uh, aware of it and to ensure that an investigation would would take place. And the answers that I got back do, in my opinion, reveal systemic issues here because Children's Health Ireland, despite being repeatedly and quite clearly asked about the use, for example, of unlicensed uh, implants, uh, replied in May and again in July to say, uh, to the best of our knowledge on one occasion, they say, to the best of our knowledge, um, all implants are uh, licensed. 
and another occasion to say it is standard practice that, of course, all implants are um, mm. are, are appropriate. Um, but we, we had at this stage, like the question, you exactly raised the question, we've already had an internal review and an external review. Why are we having another external review? And the answer, in my opinion, is because of the whistleblower and the journalist and the parliamentary questions. And this coming into the public domain last Friday is now that they're under pressure to actually investigate this issue of unlicensed uh, implants. And I think without the work of the journalist and the whistleblower in particular, I think we wouldn't be here, unfortunately. Um, and we, we, you know, this wouldn't have been uncovered and there wouldn't be a, another external review due to happen. Yeah. I, I'm a bit confused as to, you know, this unlicensed product that uh, apparently was bought on the internet or whatever, uh, because I would have thought that the HSE would be, if you like, the supplier of pretty much every medical device that is used by surgeons of all kinds. Yeah. I mean, this is like, I mean, again, obviously I'm not a doctor or a surgeon. I, I, you know, I, and before this came across to me, I, I didn't know anything about these things and I would have assumed something similar. And it seemed almost unbelievable to me that you could have a situation in a hospital that a surgeon would decide, I'm going to do this new type of implant that isn't done elsewhere. I'm going to purchase a spring uh, off the internet and they're going to insert it into children and that that could happen and it could happen on a number of occasions at least three as far as as I'm aware um, and the fact that it, do, it could happen I think is illustrative of like a serious governance failure um, and we have to ask can something similar be happening somewhere else in the yeah. health service where a surgeon takes it upon themselves I think for the best reasons I don't think they were doing it with the aim of harming the patient they were doing it with the aim of what they thought would would assist but but clearly we can't allow those sort of decisions but there's a reason we have licensing there's a reason we have like processes in terms of testing things and so on and you can't just buy like yeah brings off the internet that are not medical grade metal. Well, well, that's the question about, uh, you know, if you want to buy a, a Pyrex bowl for medical use, uh, you know, it'll cost you five times what an ordinary Pyrex bowl uh, will cost you to use in your kitchen. It's just there is always a medical version, which may not be any different to the other version. But in this case, they actually took out some of these implants that had already been inserted. Isn't that so? Um, and found that they had rusted um, inside precisely because they are not appropriate metal to be inserted into, inside someone's uh, body. And so you mentioned earlier that, you know, maybe they do use these sort of springs. And um, the only, so there is a group, I think it's a Dutch group at the moment, who are testing an idea like this of using springs. And I'm now, I, I, I have no expertise to say whether it's a good idea or a bad idea, but there's a group that is currently investigating it and are going through the regular testing procedure in terms of, you know, first of all, using appropriate metal and then experimenting to see, okay, does this work relative to a control group or whatever? So they will publish an academic paper and ultimately it's possible that something like this will be licensed or it's possible that it yeah. won't be licensed depending so on the do, result. Do we know whether but there here, was a medical grade spring available and are they currently used in uh, surgeries of this kind? Do you know? No, the, these, these, are, these are not used. These are not currently licensed. Even if it had been the appropriate metal, um, this would not have been a licensed procedure because that one group that is currently experimenting and has written one paper on it, they're currently going through a process of like testing that um, and to see, and then there'll be a process of licensing for it. But what happened here was that effectively, as far as I understand it, the surgeon became aware of this, thought it's a good idea and decided, you know, I just short circuit the whole yeah. testing process, the whole licensing process, 
I'll buy some springs from a yeah. company in, in Britain and, and insert them. And like that simply should not be able yeah. to happen. That and, is a I mean, do we know children. what the spring was? You know, was it, um, you know, one used for mechanical engineering or, or was it supposed to be medical grade? If this is a novel process, you wouldn't imagine there'd be a great selection of medical grade springs on the market. Yeah, so the the company, which is a company called Euro Springs, which operates in from Kent in Britain, and there's no allegation of any wrongdoing by them whatsoever. They they, they confirmed to the journalist, and there's a quote on the Ditch website that they did sell springs to um, they were sent to, to Temple Street, um, and they made clear that they had no idea that these were going to be used for an implantation that isn't what they're designed for. I mean, this this company sells springs for like garage doors and things like that. Um, I think they may also sell metal springs, medical grade for other kind of uh, operations, but that wasn't what these these were. And again, even if they were medical grade, it's not, it isn't a licensed thing to do to insert for this purpose oh. in terms of kids with, with spina bifida. Right. More questions than answers. Paul, thank you very much for joining us. Paul Murphy, People Before Profit TD for Dublin Southwest. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.